Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. And this is where some builders really fall on their face with some of this stuff is that they'll throw the products in the house, but they have no idea how to implement it and to get it passed over to the homeowner. Great example. So she just moved in here a couple weeks ago, week and a half ago, and called to get the internet turned on. And there's one internet provider. The internet provider forgot to run the cables into the development. It was on the list. So they have to go in and dig up all down the sidewalks, all down through people's yards, because that's all underground. They literally hadn't run the lines for the neighborhood. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every single week because this show goes all week long thanks for joining us hello caroline hello eric how are you today we are having a good time today like we always do every single weekend how have you been you've been just jammed busy with stuff haven't you yeah like so much is going on because people are wanting to mold test their homes. You know, this is the time of year when all that stuff comes pouring out because we've got condensation happening from cold ground and cold concrete and hot days and cool nights. And, you know, mold loves to form in that. So now people go, oh my God, my basement is moldy. Ah, man. Yeah, that's welcome from the dry season to the mold season. And you guys got hit so hard out there anyway. It's crazy. Yeah, everybody wants to first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just, it, it went from summertime to everybody's now getting back inside their home and boom, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Well, I wanted to talk today and you and I were chatting about this a little bit about smart homes and kind of the, the latest and greatest for smart home stuff for 2021 into, you know, 2022 in the spring, you know, the kind of that January, the consumer electronics show comes out with all the latest new stuff, but with smart home stuff, and more people working from home and even mm-hmm. kids doing a little bit more from home. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because that technology is so much more important than it was two or three years ago. Oh, 100%. And so I'm relying on you because you're the tech guru here. We need to know what's the fastest internet. What's the best router? Because these are questions that everybody wants to know because now they're home and they're like, oh, my speed is so slow. And you know, depending on your location. So where my office is, we're very limited, believe it or not, where we can get our service from. So we get a very much a slower internet speed. But at some places you can get like lightning fast. So how do we get it? Well, yeah. Where like, do we get so it? Your, your house there is is not a, a fiber or a cable. It's just that old kind of phone line service that you have. So you have the minimum there at your office that you could barely run Netflix with it. I mean, that's how... That's how slow that service is. And they haven't came in and upgraded that yet, you know? And so you're somewhat limited. 
And it's not like we're in the middle of the boondocks either. I mean, we're in New Jersey, but some of that where you have the older residences, right? Because this is like an older building. They just haven't updated it. So now you get, you know, slower speeds for sure. But where, what's the fastest? I want the fastest. You know, I want the fastest, fastest. Yeah, the fastest really is, in, in, again, it's depending on, you don't need the fastest for your home. Let's start with that one first. You don't need it because, for instance, here at my place, I've got a cable style. So I have Xfinity and, you know, it uses the coax cable that you, you know, your traditional TV type cable. And I have a, a 1.2 gigahertz type system. It's cranking. You know, I can I can run anything I want here and it's well faster than anything I'm doing. Now, the limitation to that, though, and this is where fiber optic wins, is that I've got this super fast download speed, but I've only got about a 40 megabits per second upload speed. So if I'm uploading video or audio or something like that, it's much slower than if it was, you know, the 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 fiber optic stuff the fiber optic stuff gives you that equal download speed and upload speed so what could take me 20 minutes to upload will take 15 seconds for somebody with fiber optic see nobody knew eric's like the geek squad he's like my own personal geek squad he tells me exactly what to do so that's awesome thank you and now there are some new stuff that's coming out you know you've got um you know, uh, Elon Musk and his new satellite system out there, which is in testing phase now. And they're trying to see how fast that they can do wireless Internet from satellite. And it's I so think cool. that's going to be really cool because it's going to help people like you. It's going to help people that are out in the country. It'll help people out there that are stuck with the Internet service like you and get something much faster. I mean, their system up there with Starlink is already faster than your wired system that you have in your office. So what? It, how does that work? Does anyone even know how it works? I mean, is it just a Wi-Fi and it just beams up to a satellite? Or how does that actually work? There's no wires involved, obviously no optic cable. How, I mean, how does it well, run? Think about it. Uh, think about um, how you have satellite. You've had satellite XM satellite radio in your car before, right? It's the same kind of, of thing. And we have satellite um, direct TV, right? Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. It's just coming down to your receiver. Instead of you getting the streaming signal, you're just getting internet signal instead. So they're using that same type of technology. I got to admit, I mean, I know hundreds. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing because, you know, we complain about it, but in reality, it sounds pretty good to me. I mean, I love DirecTV. Like I'm just, I've always had it for, I mean, before most people had it. So I like satellite TV. The only thing is you have to worry about the weather knocking out the satellite or being able to kind of influence what's going on. Right. And I'm assuming it would be the same. We might have weather conditions that. Yeah. So I had a guy that came over here and I was testing out a smart home device that we're not going to talk about today. Cause quite frankly, it worked absolutely horrible. And I haven't even talked about it on the radio cause it just didn't pass. Uh, my, my, you know, they came out and worked on it three times, couldn't get it to work <laughs> right. And it was just a, a giant pile of junk for a thousand dollars. And I tested it out, and I was like, wow, this is bad. They're the same installers as DirecTV. And so he was out here, and I'm like, hey, I want to put DirecTV at my house. And he looks around, and he goes, <laughs> no, you're not, <laughs> just because I have so many trees. Yeah. he's Yeah, it's the same reason why I don't have solar up here as well. Same kind of thing. It just wouldn't work. 
but for some people it works great. You know, I've got, uh, I've got the whole Xfinity system at my house and guess what? I pay that same expensive bill that everybody else does. I don't get a break on that, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it adds up, but at the same point it works for me, you know, it works. Yeah. And that's the key is to have that, to have that coming into the house. Now, so many people, here's my first little tidbit for everybody out there. That is just that tip. Don't assume that your system is slow because, well, there's too many people using it or whatever. Take a look and see what you're paying for and then go search a speed test and log on to your computer or your phone and do a speed test and see how fast things are going. Definitely. And, and make also, sure that you're getting, I did that. Well, also checking your connections because I had that issue. It was weird. Like, so when it would rain and it took a while to figure it out, it would slow up the the service. There was like yeah. this weird crank in the in the wire coming in. And so mm-hmm. it just it would go slow and everybody would just think, oh, there's too many people like on the on the system. But in reality, it was this fluky thing happening. Yeah, mine was on the pole. So just call customer service and have them come on, take a look at it and say, hey, I'm not getting my speeds. Now, before we go out to break, I've got one more tip. Every month or so, you should be restarting that router to make sure really? it's doing the updates to make sure it's working correctly, just like your cell phone or your computer or everything else. Every month, you should be cycling that thing off and on, letting it restart so it's making sure it's getting all those extra little updates and things so it's working correctly. That way you know you have a working router and that you're getting the great connection. Now, when we come back here after break, I want to talk about how to get internet service that's equal around your entire house And if you're listening to us on the podcast right now, make sure that you head over and like and subscribe to whatever podcast player you're listening to. Or if you're listening to the radio, make sure you hit us up over at AroundTheHouseOnline.com because you can catch us there as well as any of your favorite podcast players out there. I think we're on 33 of them. We'll be back right after these important messages. with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source. And this is not your grandmother or grandfather's home improvement show. This is where we have a crazy wild time every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. You know, Caroline, it's funny. Before we jump into internet here, I just, before we jumped on today, I had the breaking news across my social media that I'm pretty stoked about. They are going to be building an in and out up the street from my house. So I get some in and out burger. Which nice. for us up here in Oregon is a big deal because uh, we only have a couple in the south side of the state. But I told you, I've never, ever been to an In-N-Out Burger. So I like have no comparison. And that's why I asked him, I said, is it like five guys? You know, and I like five guys, you know, and insert my Jeffrey Dahmer joke there. But I do like five guys. It's good, <laughs> but it's it's a little more greasy compared to oh, it's, and it's not fast food. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> I mean, like, five guys is greasy, you know, it is, I but mean, I like it's it. The ult- it's the ultimate grease. And then it's also got like the, the French fries have like 2,500 calories or something just by themselves. Oh yeah. 
but you know, so here's the thing, here's the thing with, with, with in and out, it's a thinner beef patty, kind of similar to what you would see like at a, at a, any other fast food, like a, like a McDonald's or a Burger King. It's just a higher quality taste to me, but here's the problem that I have with in and out. And I like in and out. And some of it is just because I always get it in California when I'm down there. But the thing that I, that's good and bad about in and out is their fries are good for a, about three to four minutes because they take potatoes, they cut them, they drop them right into the fryer and they come out when they're hot and crispy. They're good. But at about three and a half to four (laughs) minutes, they get to be this soggy, nasty, horrible mess. And so that's my secret with, with in and out is that if you're going to get fries, they got to be fresh and you got to eat them. You can't like you can't go get like in and out and take it to home and eat it. You, you just throw the fries away. Just throw the fries away. It's You'll be better over. off. Well, I had a hamburger last night, which kind of struck nice. our conversation. But it was okay. So I am definitely like a free form burger. So it was you're like organic. a smash burger where you take the ball yeah. of meat and smash it out. Yeah. So it was organic beef, grass-fed beef. I'm all into that. All of you people, I'm a healthy home expert. Yes, I'm into healthy eating. But I um, I, I don't like the pre-made patty. It just gets like a rock, tastes like hockey puck, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, it just, I, I just can't. So I don't know. We had it for dinner and it just, you know, didn't cut it. Yeah. I need to have a free so, form. Yeah. So for me, I don't buy into the whole, oh, I mean, all beef was grass-fed. It's marketing. At the same point, at the end, they all feed them grain. So you don't taste grass when you have your beef. So all the feedlot cows have been out on a pasture at some point eating grass. Then they send them to the meat processing place. They feed them grain. So that meat doesn't have that gamey taste. And then it gets made into steaks and burgers and everything else. So it's kind of like free range chickens when they open the door up and the chickens don't want to go outside and they call them free range. 90% of that is just complete marketing junk. Well, I can tell you that my cow and we kill the cow. We've done it every year now. So we actually have a cow that's raised and we watch it go out. And it's kind of a bad experience because you get friendly with the cow. It's a bad, it's a bad deal. You don't want to become friendly with your food. It's sort of, you know. But we do. Uh, I don't have a problem, have, but I grew up on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a we have a farm um, nearby, and you get to see your mm-hmm. cattle and cow. And then you know, unfortunately, I think it's steer, isn't it? I'm, I'm thinking yeah. of using the wrong term, but they raise it to be killed and and for meat. So we get a whole yeah. you know refrigerator full. So I, I don't want to get letters now. Someone's going to send me. Oh my god! Don't be killing cows. <laughs> see it. Uh, sorry, wrong <laughs> audience for us. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be your. Um, to <laughs> me, and I, now this is where I get controversial. PETA means people eating tasty animals. So oh, we'll no. go from there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we, we don't go there. Yeah, but no. that's my that's my thing. I'm a beef eater. Sorry, folks. But so. my but my my I guess positive to the world is that you know we raise our own, so we're not using industry right to produce. Yeah. Some of our food. There you that's go. Good. There you mm-hmm. go. Local farm. Yeah, that's good. And I'll be honest, if I had to pick, uh, uh, this is where I'm going to make the Californians mad and the Texans happy. If I had a, a Whataburger and a In-N-Out Burger, I'm going to go Whataburger. 
Really? Because I like Whataburger. Whataburger. Not my favorite. It's out of those two, I'd pick Whataburger. Sorry, California. (laughs) And uh, you're welcome, texts. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get back to Wi-Fi since we got off on our burger and cooking and and stuff. And uh, we'll have to sit here and have a chat uh, sometime with my buddy, uh, Jeff Tracy, the cowboy cook. And we'll bring him on and talk uh, talk cooking sometimes on this stuff because he's the barbecue king. But talking Wi-Fi, you know, and my house is a great example. Um, I have my offices out in the shop here where we do the, the radio show and podcast from on my side of the country. And I had a wall that was an exterior wall that was giving me problems on my internet connection with Wi-Fi. Okay. Because what would happen is, is that my router was inside in the living room and it would hit the exterior wall. And I had a washer and dryer, a heating and cooling system there, a big, thick fire door that's solid wood. And Wi-Fi just had a hard time penetrating through that. Hmm. So I wired in a custom Cat5 cable and ran it all the way out. So I'm hardwired between the router directly into, uh, you know, the, the system here in the office. So that way I've always got a hardwired connection. And I'll be honest, still to this day, I advise builders and remodelers out there, when you're building that home office, if you can get that hardwired connection through the remodeling process, it's going to be better and more reliable because it's plugged in and it's hard and there's never anything that's getting in the way from it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And there's certain things like that they want hardwired too. You know what I mean? For security purposes. Like if you have an office, for example, and you are running something like a Clover system or your, you know, speed pay, you want to be able to have some kind of direct wire sometimes for, for cybersecurity. They'd like it too. You know, when you run over a Wi-Fi, you, um, set up. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. And it's smart for security. The other thing is though, with Wi-Fi, is that if you put in what they call a mesh network, that's where things really take off. Because if you put in a mesh, a mesh network and there's Google, there's all these different brands out there. The great part of that is that that mesh network is like putting, in, it's like having routers all around your house. So you can put in three or four of these different emitters and that signal now is right there. So you can put out, one out by the garage, for instance, you can put one up in the second story bedroom at the other end of the house, the basement, wherever. And that Wi-Fi system now gives you the strength of being right next to the router anywhere in the house. And that makes a difference if you've got that big fireplace or anything like that, because it'll get in the way. Hey, we're running out of time here, Caroline. Let's go out to break here, because I want to talk to you about some smart home stuff that works well, even in the healthy home space with all this stuff that's really big. Let's do that just as soon as Around the House returns. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. Pour gold in this glass. 
Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every weekend. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, make sure you catch us on the podcast out there because when we're on the radio, we can always be preempted by sports and, you know, news, breaking news, all those different things out there. So make sure you catch the podcast on any one of the podcast players and subscribe. And then do Caroline and I a favor and share it with your friends that are tackling DIY projects, especially those that you shake your head and go, oh man, you know, my friend, Mike, he has good intentions, but dude can't DIY. We're the best home improvement show. I mean, really, we are. I mean, we're fun. We actually know what we're doing. We're both actual home improvement. Yep. Experts. Experts, I guess. Use the word again. But we're experts. And then on top of it, we give away free stuff. We do. And this this thing is not scripted, as you can tell. So many other shows out there that are on the national basis. They have scripts. They read them. Everything's let up. Everything's just set up perfectly. That's not how we do it. We are not going to be that uh, scripted sitcom of a show that uh, things are created. So sorry to expose people. Yeah, but we don't have to be. That's what's cool. Exactly. Like you can. I mean, I would love for our audience to come on and just throw questions at us because we could handle almost anything. We're going to do that in the future. We're going to do that in the future. We, we have plans for that, guys. Where Challenge you'll be able to, them. Yeah. Challenge you can, them. We try to stump us. Send us questions at AroundTheHouseOnline.com. And try to stump us. There we go. There we go. Electric questions. That's always <laughs> good stuff. We've been talking, you know, basically that smart home stuff out there. And, and you know, it's funny. And I want to tell this story real quick because um, my speaking agent, she bought a brand new house. And talk about a builder. And she bought it as a smart home. And this is where some builders really fall on their face with some of this stuff is that They'll throw the products in the house, but they have no idea how to implement it and to get it passed over to the homeowner. Great example. So she just moved in here a couple weeks ago, week and a half ago, and called to get the internet turned on. And there's one internet provider. The internet provider forgot to run the cables into the development. It was on the list. So they have to go in and dig up all down the sidewalks, all down through people's yards, because that's all underground. They literally hadn't run the lines for the neighborhood internet. And she bought a smart home. Second of all, they came out and said, okay, we're going to get on this. And they, there's now internet cables running around across the sidewalks, duct taped it across the sidewalks, laying across the yard. So they have to move the cables of someone mows kind of stuff. And they've got it going there. But great example, she called me today and said, hey, I'm trying to figure out this smart door lock. I can't get it to pair up because they didn't help her pair anything up. We started looking at it. They told her that she had the smart dog. No, she had a she had a slag lock in there. It was what the builder had put in there. They hadn't even installed the smart door lock yet. That's why nice. it wouldn't pair up. So, nice. you know, it's uh, our building community. There's some builders out there that are doing a great job. This is one of the na- nation's largest builders. And it seems like in this development, they kind of fell flat on their face. So smart homes are still an emerging technology. You yeah, know? there's a and lot to learn, right? Without hiccups. I mean, there's there a is. lot of hiccups out there. There is. And, you know, when you've I got love kids. That, um, I like that smart that smart doorknob though. That's that door lock. It's very yeah. cool. 
I've seen them and I and I kind of envy that. So maybe we should have them on. Who may, who does that? Are there a couple? Uh, there's a couple or? different ones. We can have Baldwin on. That's what I have in my house because I've had a smart door lock since we moved in here, and uh, I just have a keypad on the front. So I walk up to my front door. Um, what I like is the high security on it. So not only the problem with some of the digital door locks is that you can come up like a phone and breathe on the front of it and see where the fingerprint pattern is and go, okay, it's one of those four numbers oh, and you can come up God, with a finger. That's yeah. So true. And like just dirt. How about just, just the dirt, dirt pattern? Yeah. So what I like Holy. about the Baldwin one is it gives you two random numbers to hit first. So if your numbers to go in the door was one, two, three, four, that was mm-hmm. your four digit code. If you set Good. up a four digit code, it'll make you hit seven, nine first and then put in, your numbers because it'll it'll it says you know basically you come up and it'll it'll take two digits they'll be lit up on the display you hit those first and then your code so it's always messing up the front of the of the of the screen so it doesn't happen but what i really like about it is i never go to bed with the door locks the door is not locked because when i go to bed at night i hit on smart things i hit good night and it adjusts my shades it locks the doors. It makes sure the lights are on. It turns off the lights that I don't want on. That's it's a key. scene that's, that's set up. Killer. I like, let's talk about the shades. Cause we were going to talk about shades and we, I, I love like an automated roller shade and I like having them all connected. And I like having my little remote control. So when I sit and I'm watching TV, I'm like, and they all come down or go up. So you have that hook to a smart app. So that your yeah. shades can go, go, um, are all of them, are you able to do that with like a shade store or do you have to have particular ones that operate with that? How does that work? Every shade store people are different. I actually have in my master bedroom, I have one up there cause the windows, like the bottom of the window is like eight feet high cause it's a vaulted ceiling in there. And so that one up there, I have a Lutron shade in there. So it's made by Lutron. And so that one there, I just hit on the Lutron app. And, you know, it's, it's like the full moon. We talked about this, you know, where I'm howling at the moon. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, I can, I can have that set it as a schedule. So, you know, when I'm going to sleep and we go to bed a little bit early because Julie works early in the morning, but that's how that works. And so I've got it set. So uh, it's always shut for the, for the earliest time we go to bed. And then the middle of the night, I, it opens up so I can get that moonlight in. <laughs> But in the wintertime, I will change that, though, because I want to keep it closed to keep the heat in, to have a little bit more insulation value on it. But the secret's out. Everyone knows you're a werewolf now. It just Oh, out. yeah. I mean, have werewolf you of him? London. You ever liked it, Eric? Werewolf. <laughs> Sorry, folks, but he does howl at the moon. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> so that's, but seriously, that's that's the great things with those blinds like that. And now they've got ones that... Um, it'll, it'll sense the outside temperature and it'll go, oh, wow, it's going to be 92 degrees outside with full sun. We're going to close the blinds automatically now to save energy. So there's things that you can do with that where you can set it up. So it automatically knows when this happens, then it'll automatically react to that blind. So that's, what's really cool with, with those blinds. And from a, a healthy home standpoint, I, like Eric knows, like I'm a, a, a clean freak, right? But I love the roller shade where it rolls up all the way into a very small, compact, yep, um, 
roll, right? I mean, across the top. And then when it comes down, I have a flat shade. So you can easily vacuum it off with your HEPA vacuum or making sure there's no dust or debris. They're just super clean. I mean, you have to admit, they don't, you know, I'm not into all the fabrics and the tapestries, though a lot of people are, and that's fine. But it's more intricacies to clean and make sure that you're actually keeping your particulate and dander and dust low. So I like these because they're just super clean and easy to use. And I've got a contemporary house, so we don't have the the grand tapestries of of Textiles. fabrics around and that stuff on that. It's very simple. I mean, on my first floor, because we're in the woods, I don't even have blinds on three quarters of the windows. Yeah. They don't exist. We didn't put them on because they're always open. And I was and like, you want ah, the light in. Yeah. You I want, want the, the light, light all the time, you know? And so uh, it works really good. And the, with the, with the trees and stuff, that's how it works. When we come back, I want to talk about one thing that makes for a healthy home. That's smart, which I really like. Uh, is the the Velux uh, skylights that are now automated that are monitoring the inside carbon dioxide and all that stuff mm. in your home. And also right. it's monitoring the temperatures inside and outside your house too. So that's a great one there. We'll talk about that just as soon as Around the House returns. It's Eric G with Around the House. Are you looking to grow your business? Need a spokesperson for your company? Maybe an MC for an upcoming trade show? Or maybe you want to up your game and shoot some promotional videos? My team of experts would love to chat with you. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and fill out the contact us form, and we'll set something up. Thanks for listening to Around the House. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, hey. your source for all your home improvement answers. Hey, Caroline, well, we've been talking smart homes and all that stuff, and there's so many cool things out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to hit on this real quick. There are some cool items out there for safety inside your home that I like. One of them is called Ting, T-I-N-G from Ting Labs, and it mm-hmm. monitors your house for... Um, electrical shorts. And so it will actually prevent and predict when you're going to have an electrical fire. Now, if you have lightning strike your house, it's not going to do that. If somebody drives a drill through an electrical line, it's not going to do that. But those loose connections and bad outlets and stuff, it's going to tell you when those things happen. So that's cool. And then uh, the other thing I have too in my house that I really enjoy is I have the Google uh, smoke and carbon uh, monoxide detector. Yeah. And so oh, let's talk, let's talk carbon monoxide detectors for a second. Cause I just yeah. had this conversation with one of my clients. Cool. So what level of carbon monoxide is okay? Probably none, but correct. what is the, what is the correct. answer? That's, that's correct. <laughs> See? But what happens. And so a lot of people get a carbon monoxide detector and they think that that's strictly is going to protect them from a carbon monoxide leak. But when you have like a kitty system or, and I don't even know with the Google system, they are set yeah. for very high levels to go off. So yes, you're protected in a death or dying situation, but a slow leak in carbon monoxide can make you very sick. And actually over a long period of time, you can have all kinds of crazy symptoms. So it's important. And I wish I had it here. I should 
grab it. I keep it in my purse all the time, believe it or not. So I always have a carbon monoxide detector with me. There you go. Isn't that crazy? It's always in my bag because when I go to a house or I'm somewhere, you know, you can easily check it, run it by the furnace and you should be at zero parts per million. You don't want to see anything. It should come up zero. But if you start to see a slow leak, that can be indicative of, you know, sometimes you don't have it vented properly. Sometimes you have leaks. So it's really important to check that. That's what yeah, I, so I have the events. nest protect is what they call. What I like about that is when it senses something, mm-hmm. it tells you. So what level does it go all the way down to a, a one it part per million? Say, it doesn't say quickly on the specs right here, but for instance, it'll sit there and tell you, Hey, we're detecting carbon monoxide. Check it. Or it'll mm-hmm. say we've started to detect light smoke. So it doesn't just have this on and off feature of, okay, you hit this heart number and it's going to make a noise. This actually talks to you in a voice, kind of like Alexa does. It'll say smoke Uh detected in the kitchen. Oh no. (laughs) You know, so, but it'll do the same thing. And they say that they, they claim it is the most accurate carbon monoxide sensor available. That's interesting. I would like to know what part, I wonder if that's as good as having a handheld sensor. Like, you know, we yeah. use an indoor air quality. And, and, and I'm on the Nest Protect website and the tech specs have no such information. And I'm, I can try to reach out to Google, but those guys don't exist as far as customer service. No shade thrown on those guys. But you ever try calling Google? Not going to happen. It's kind of like trying to call Tesla to get information. They don't have a phone either. So it's one of those things that... Uh, that you might email them and you'll find and you'll forget why you emailed them. And six months later, they come back and go, Oh yeah, that question you asked six months ago. And you're like, what question was that? (laughs) Hey, I want to talk, you know how we always give a shout out to good customer service. So I'd like to give it out to phonesoap.com. So I had purchased a bunch of phone soaps and what they are, are UV light boxes, right? They basically fit your phone. They also have larger ones that UV light your phone for sanitation for sanitizing. And so they became really popular during COVID, but they're for all types of reasons, right? You want to sanitize your phone. If you have E. coli on your phone, maybe Mm -hmm. you, you know, you were in the bathroom and you're using your phone in there and you shouldn't, but phones get contaminated with flu and virus and all kinds of things. So this company, um, I had used my phone soap for, you know, obviously really heavily during COVID and it just crapped out. The light just decided it wasn't going to work. So we, Um, called the company and they said, just send it back, pay to have it sent back and we will refurbish it and send it back to you. And they did that. So I just want to give kudos and shout out because, you know, it was past a warranty. So it was past a year. I think it was almost going on two years that I'd had it and they were willing to refurbish it, fix it and send it back to us. So that's awesome. I mean, that Mm -hmm. is cool. I mean, do you have a phone? I I need to get you one if you don't have one. See, I just wipe mine down. I just wipe mine down. He talks like, no, he talks all techie, like, you know, that's technology, folks. That's you, you just come home from you put it right by your front door. You throw your keys in there. You throw your phone in there. It just sanitizes cool. your phone and you're done. And that's that's imperative. So everybody needs a phone. Tip. Yeah, let's do it. That's a good one to have on the show because it's, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's stuff that that's probably one of the dirtiest things that you're walking around with. I mean, you know, 100%. that's brutal. Well, the other mm-hmm. thing I want to talk about today, too, is, um, well, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about our Wi-Fis and stuff. One thing I wanted to give just as a quick tip that we forgot to mention earlier was that make sure that when you put that router, when it comes into the house, that you put it in the right location. Because if you've got that big chimney, for instance, that's like in the middle of the house, it's brick and stone. 
you're creating a shadow on the backside of that. So make sure that you're putting it in the area that you want to use versus just what's convenient. Now, earlier we'd been talking about trying to, you know, I teased in the last segment. I love how that, that this is starting to creep into the smart home technology is creeping into the, the healthy home space. For instance, uh, mm. this came out like about a year and a half ago, but Velux Skylights has a smart system where inside the house, they have a controller that also senses like carbon dioxide and things like that, temperature. And what it does is it knows what the weather is outside. So if you've got a group of people in there and maybe it's a party, maybe it's mm-hmm. a football party for the game, whatever it is. And it's going, wow, you've got high carbon dioxide in your home. And it goes, wow, it's not too hot outside and it's not raining outside. I'm going to automatically pop open and ventilate the space. And so let's just explain to people because you know what carbon dioxide can do. So we breathe out carbon dioxide, correct? And so when you get a lot of people in a space and this happens in schools and buildings and houses, it actually makes you sleepy. So when you have a big Christmas party and you eat a huge meal and you get sleepy, people often associate it with eating a lot. You blame the turkey on Thanksgiving. It's all the turkey, the tryptophan, the tryptophan and all the carbs. But in reality, usually what happens is the air quality gets compromised and you get too much carbon dioxide. Um, And that can come off other things too. But that's why systems like what Eric's talking about Um, are so helpful because you don't have to think about that. You don't need to think, oh, how am I going to measure this? How do I know the system does it for you? Opens the window and you guys feel refreshed and no longer feel. So here's what's funny at the 2019 kitchen of bath show at the big international building show, they were showing this on their displays down there. Now they've been working on the Las Vegas center. Now they've been doing on the Las Vegas convention center. They've been doing a complete overhaul with it because they did a big addition. And that's why the show's not there this year. It'll be in Orlando. But the carbon dioxide having the 120,000 people in that big hall was opening all of their skylights automatically because the system was trying to ventilate saying there's way too much. So you could actually log in and see what the carbon dioxide was in the room. And it was high in the afternoon because they weren't bringing in enough fresh air into the convention center. Las Vegas Convention Center. So it was interesting. That's cool. But see, think about how much that can help with COVID too. Just, you know, making sure that you have all this stuff and, you know, sensing that the air quality is poor and just opening it. So I've got one of those skylights sitting there. That's another project at my house that's going to go in here too, because I want to, I want to put one of those in. So I have it sitting on the shelf uh, on a, on a day two project right now. It's eventually going to go into my place. So you need to test it. I'll come over. And then we'll hang out. Like, we'll put as many people in the room as we See, can. See, if the Jets were playing the Seahawks this year, we could have a total smackdown. Uh, that would be depressing <laughs> for me. No. They, they might be okay. It's too early in the know. season to but, tell. You know, we we're such a new... Yeah, we're a new team with a new yeah, quarterback. But we were that way with the Seahawks at one point, we'll too. So, I get it. I get it. It's ugly <laughs> sometimes. Well, so some of the things that to, to pay attention with smart homes is... And I want to hit this in the last minute. Is when you're doing a remodel... I want you to really look at your appliances because it used to be that you can mix and match appliances. Not so much anymore. Now you've got the cooktop that talks to the range hood and you've got the refrigerator that's looking at the dishwasher. And so you want to make sure now with smart home appliances, you stick to the same brand for one. So you don't have 10 apps around there, but two that 
you can actually let them communicate with each other. Cause some things like that, you can actually set it up where you'll never run out of dishwasher detergent. It'll auto refresh and order it online for you. And it'll automatically get the detergent going when it know it's getting low. See, but that sucks because I am very picky about my appliances and I know who makes the better washing machine, who makes the better range hood, who makes a better convection, whatever. So it's hard to find one company that makes well, all of that. You're going to have to stick with one so. company coming forward because that's the way it's going to be. Bah. That's the way it's going to be. Caroline, we are out of time. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the house. House. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.